It's game time. Bill and T and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day T podcast mm-hmm. with your host, Say my name, D. Hello everybody, this is D. Gill coming to you with another wonderful episode of the Game Day Tea. If you are new to this episode, I want you to know that you can find all of my other podcast episodes on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you like to listen to your podcast, if you will. Out Sports, the Game Day Tea, D. Gill, TM, social media. Follow me, interact with me. Let's have a good time. Uh, I hope you all who are not new listening to listening to this podcast, I hope you all are expecting another great episode because, let's face it, they are great. <laughs> they are all great, but I, I wanted to switch it up. I do not have a guest today. I do not have a guest today. What? Gas? Yes, I'm sorry, y'all, but I am going to be talking to you all, giving you all some awesome, awesome content. Now, you're going to wonder, what am I going to talk about today? Well, Deagill has done his research because it is Women's History Month. Yes, Women's History Month. They had their own month of history. And being that this is a sports podcast, you know, uh, well, hold on. I just saw Beyonce win another Grammy tonight, and she is tied for the um, most Grammys of all time. And I'm pretty sure she'll break it in the, in the upcoming future. And her little daughter, Blue Ivy, just won a Grammy. But, hey, this is a sport podcast, sports podcast. We're not going to go there. However, that is a part of World, Women's World History Month. But today for you all, I am going to talk about women in the NFL. We're going to talk about some women that are making waves in the NFL community uh, from the management on field. Everything that you can think about NFL, women are dominating it. And they are and they're behind the scenes. I mean, we hear about some of the new coaches that are uh, have been hired to full-time positions. But when I did my research, wow, I was like, there are some women making boss moves in the NFL. And I am going to show you i'm going to i'm just going to let you show show you via telling you how great they are and so when i was doing this of course if you haven't heard or if you're probably not familiar with american football we're talking about american football by the way you all jennifer king is the first black female assistant coach and she is a part of the Washington Football Club's team, and uh, she's a running back coach for them. And I want to tell you a little about a little bit about Jennifer King. Uh, she is from don't, Jennifer. If you're listening, I sorry I mess this up, but Reedsville, North Carolina. My dad's from Fayetteville, North Carolina. I do know where that is, but Reedsville, North Carolina. And um, she had a long, long history of playing sports. A long, long history of playing sports. Uh, in fact, when some when they interviewed her about her position she's the what she was quoted saying was the main thing i want everyone to know is that i didn't just pop up this is something that has been in the years making so it got me thinking okay you're right you know and and you have every single right to uh say that hold on i'm gonna get some of my tea (sighs) right because this is the game day tea after all she has every right to say that sister girl (laughs) play basketball at Guilford College, you know, she coached middle and high school. She, you know, she was a police officer during the daytime, and she would go to practices at in the afternoon. I mean, if that doesn't tell you the dedication that she had, I don't know. I don't know what is. 
she played uh, basketball at Greensboro College. She was around sports her whole life, but it took for Ron Rivera. And and Ron, Riverboat Ron, shout-outs to you, sir, for beating cancer and overcoming it multiple times. I'm very, very proud of you. He is fully healthy, and let's just hope he stays cancer-free, free, free, free for good. But uh, And while he was coaching for the Carolina Panthers, he brought her in. This is the intern. She's like, okay, hey, you know, we got some internships. Come around, come around the facility, see what we're all about. When he got hired for the Washington football team, he said, hey, how about you come over here? Let's do this intern thing. But guess what, y'all? Her hard work paid off. You know why? Because now she's the first black female assistant coach for the Washington football team. It's it's amazing her journey. It's amazing her journey. And uh, just to see, I went through her Instagram and stalked her. <laughs> Jennifer King on Instagram, y'all. It's just to see she played football. She played basketball. She was all around athlete. And you can see the progression in her career from uh, actually playing police days, internships, to finally wearing that Washington football club t-shirt. And it's, it's, it's amazing. And Jennifer... Shout out to you, because she in her bag too, y'all. She in her bag. <laughs> Homegirl is making 40, 400K a year. You in your bag, sis. Congratulations to you. I like I like it. You love it. Let's, 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 I know you love it. I like it. It don't matter how you say that saying. <laughs> and it, it's, it's really cool because she is the first African-American to, to do this and be in this type of role. And it's amazing. And uh, hopefully we can have more of these barriers broken in the NFL. Now I want to go to Lori Locus. Lori is amazing, y'all. She is an assistant defensive line coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who also won the Super Bowl in the year of the 2020 season, uh, just this past February, y'all. Uh, she was born in Pennsylvania, and she was she's been in football through and through. Uh, defensive line coach for. Baltimore intern for the Baltimore Ravens in 2017-2018, assistant coach for 2010-2018 in high school and semi-pro ball. She's been around. And oh, by the way, like I said, she is the first woman to win a Super Bowl. First coach woman to win the Super Bowl. That's huge. That's huge. I mean, uh, Carrie Sowers went to the Super Bowl with the 49ers last year, but she didn't win it. Their team didn't win. And uh, shout out to Lori because uh, they, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were first in the NFL in run stopping percentage. Uh, I mean, first in the NFL in run defense. So obviously what she was teaching them worked. It wasn't like she was just like a, an intern anymore. You know, she was actually coaching these boys up and they produced on the field. So shout out to shout out to her. That's what I like to see. Women in sports messing stuff up in a good way okay <laughs> in a good way so those of you all don't know i started my college career <laughs> i say a career because it took me five years but i started college in 2007 and i went on a marching band scholarship to bethune cookman university a historically black college and university in hbcu and why am i bringing that up right now you ask because i wanted to highlight lakaya robinson she is bethune cookman's Football Director of Operations at Bethune-Cookman University, the best HBCU out there. Go Wildcats. Woo-woo. Anyways, well, I brought her up because she was invited to the NFL's Women Careers in Football Forum, and which is basically formed to have 
women become more noticeable and in working in college while working in college football to become leaders of the future in the NFL. It's like a bridge program. It's like, wow, they actually had their stuff together, NFL. When I did my research and I found that out, it's like, wow, you actually, it's like scouting female talent for the NFL. Like who, like who came up with that idea? You're brilliant. I want to give you a high five. <laughs> but she's also been a part of the Pro Bowl. And, and, and it's awesome because she's also African-American as well. And it's really good to see more women in management positions. I like the coaches, but the positions, I always say, and you can go listen to my episode with my classmate, Nikki Goodson. You can quote me on this. I always say, in order to have a successful business, you need a woman in there somewhere. Somewhere in the leadership roles in your company. That's just me, my take. If you disagree with me, fight your mama, not me. Anyways. <laughs> so that's Lakaya Robinson. I, um, I'm going to be watching your career, Lakaya. And mark my words, I think she's going to be in the NFL someday. Sarah Thomas. Sarah is the first female referee and the first ref female to referee the Super Bowl, to call the Super Bowl. Now, uh, Sarah, homegirl, she, her resume, let me tell you, <laughs> beautiful. I mean, so she was born in Mississippi and she went to Mobile, the University of Mobile, played basketball. And she first refed as a replacement ref in the NFL in 2012 when they had like that NFL lockout. I don't know if you all remember that. The American Football League, had, well, the American Football had a lockout on contract negotiations and they needed a whole bunch of refs to fill in really quickly. And boom, there she was. However, before that, she she refereed grade school high school she was the first female to officiate a college football game the the memphis jacksonville state game uh, a couple years back she was the first female to officiate a bowl game the little caesars bowl which uh, marshall and ohio played in and she refereed the united football league in 2010 their championship game uh she started as a line and down judge sis paid her dues okay you get the point. I can go on and on about her career, but Sis paid her dues. She paid her dues, and um, she, she's now coaching. She coached the Super Bowl in February. And when you look, at the, when, those of you who are listening out here, I want you to understand how special that is. That is coaching or refereeing or playing anything involving the Super Bowl is like the height of your, their career. So she started from the bottom, now we're here. She actually did that. Started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> I mean, shout outs to her. And then she gets a lot of hate. She gets a lot of hate on the internet, especially when she makes a bad call or something like that. Get off my girl. I mean, does she just uh, deserve the scrutiny like every other ref that makes questionable calls? Yes, but it is very interesting how they go extra hard on her on Twitter. Once again, you can find me on Twitter at DGILTM. <laughs> but they go extra hard on her when she makes a call. And it's I'm sick of it, and it's sexist, and I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Not one bit. And Sarah is also in her bag. When, and for those of y'all don't know the lingo, in her bag means they're making coins. They're making money, okay? Sarah, <laughs> the average, the average... NFL referee for a female referee is $75,000. Not Miss Sarah, girl. Miss Sarah makes about $250,000 a year, honey. <laughs> so she in her bag. And this was, uh, what, sportskeeda.com? Check them out. That's where I got the numbers from. So, mm, it sound right. 
Because <laughs> no, no, no. The reason why I say it sounds right is because you get incentive to coach if you coach a playoff game, if you coach a Super Bowl. So not only does she do a full season, y'all. I mean, preseason, full season, then playoffs and Super Bowl. Oh, them checks was coming in. Them, them checks was coming in. You best to believe she, she's probably talking to her financial advisors to probably get in some game stock or AMC stock right now. <laughs> if you know what that means, then uh, <laughs> just, you know what that means anyways. But yeah, she paid her dues and she was even y'all. This is how much she paid her dues. She was a referee for practice. We're talking about practice. Yes, practice. Uh, for the New Orleans Saints, they came and got her and to referee their coaches. You know, the uh, NFL teams want to simulate the game as real in time as possible during practice. Which I don't blame them. And they had Sarah as a referee. And Coach, what's his name from New Orleans? Sean Payton, girl. I don't hate, ugh, girl, the Saints. I hate, I'm a Falcons fan, so I hate on the Saints. So if you're listening... Bump the Saints. Anyways, but however, he did make a nice quote. I will say something nice about him. Uh, she's ready, he said. We waited for her to go, and and she. we've seen her grow up. She's ready. And you can't get any better of a compliment than from a head coach in the NFL. So, Sarah, shouts out to you, boo. Shouts out to you. We'll be right back. We have to take a quick little break. We got to pay the bills. Keep the lights on. We'll be right back with the game day tea. Welcome back to the Game Day Tea. I am your host, D. Gill, and you're listening to Women's History Month episode with D. Gill. Other other prominent members of the NFL, influential women, in my opinion, in football and women making moves. You got Emily Zaylor first. And by the home, let me preface this, y'all. If I say any of these names wrong, don't y'all be in my mentions. Don't be tw- uh, 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 twittering me this and that. Talk about you messed her. Okay, it's it's I messed her name up. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Anyways, let's go. <laughs> Emily Zeller, the first full time female coach in Denver Broncos history in 2020. Uh, she is the Broncos assistant strength and conditioning coach. Congrats to you, Emily. I want to see you take a strength in a full-time. Well, she is full-time, but I want to see you be the head strength and conditioning coach soon. And you're going to do it. Uh, Kim Pagula, her and her husband are the owners of the Buffalo Bills. She also owns the NHL Sabres and, uh, and, and I think other franchises. She coined. She's coined, too. She's in her bag, too. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> she's, but she's also a part of the Super Bowl committee and on the NFL Foundation board. So, Kim, shout outs to you making boss moves. You and your husband. That's what I'm talking about. Generational wealth. I'm trying to start that. Help me out, GameStop. <laughs> Anyways, uh, D Haslam, she is the owner along with her husband of the Cleveland Browns. And y'all, I just want to say how proud I am of the Cleveland Browns. They have finally got a good looking quarterback. <laughs> Johnny Manziel. Woo! Okay, Google Johnny Manziel. Oop, I'm sorry. Baker Mayfield. What am I talking about? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Y'all forget Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel, he was kind of cute, but he flamed out. Anyways, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. And I went to the Oklahoma UGA Rose Bowl 2018. It was the best game of my life. I will never, ever forget it. It it was the best game of my life, but Baker Mayfield played one of his best games of his career. And now he's the starting quarterback. And they finally have a quarterback who's really good. And he's cute, y'all. But back to D. Uh, fun fact: she serves in the board of directors for the R- Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Interesting, huh? I mean, she's a part of the Cleveland Browns and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Can we say it all together? 
on three, one, two, three. Sis is in her bag. <laughs> Moving right along. Martha Ford, 93 years old. You already know what her, her family is about. Martha Ford. What's the last name? Okay, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that that Ford. Yeah. Owners of the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm, that's her. Mm-hmm, that's her. Yep. Uh, so, she, a long history of dealing with the, uh, and her late husband, he owned the, the team, and now she's uh owner. She's one of the oldest owners in the NFL, 93 years old. She up there with the Queen of England, ain't she? I mean, what are they giving these ladies to make them so, make them just so, look so good, longevity, and walking fine? I mean, I, I'm an occupational therapist, and, I, and I'm seeing patients in their 50s and 60s and can't walk, look as good as them. Anyways, I digress. Martha Ford in her bag too and uh, she is one of the most influential influential uh, i'm stumbling and mumbling influential people in the nfl right now as an owner amy adams strunk she is the tennessee titans owner the controlling owner and daughter of bud adams who was the founder of the titans uh was the oilers back then uh she, another female in a prominent role in these franchises we all see these these players but in the and it's interesting y'all when i watch these nfl games nfl is my favorite sport when i watch these games i see these people in these shows and and i mean not in the shows but in the booths and i see these women in there i'm like okay are they and and i'm guilty of it oh they must be a player's wife or a the owner's wife no i have a whole different perspective on when the camera shoots to these booths at the football games to think these are some bad a woman making moves sitting in those booths you know i mean doing the research on for this episode my goodness i mean the amount of times i see ceo president owner yada yada, yada it's unbelievable now, it's a drop in a bucket compared to how many men are, but I mean, it's 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 progress, and it's going to keep going and going and going. Uh, another person that's breaking barriers is Beth Moens. I mean, she broke in what nineteen ninety one calling calling games. I mean, she's the first woman to call a nationally televised NFL game for Christ's sake. She still calls some games, and, and she's all over these NCAA games. So she's in the NCAA and uh, the NFL. This is in her bag okay moving right along kathy katherine smith she is the first full-time female coach in nfl history as a special teams quality control coach shout out to you katherine kt blackburn she's executive vice president of the cincinnati Bengals. she's the daughter of team owner mike brown first woman to be a chief contract negotiator in the nfl wait there's more she's a member of the super bowl advisory and cba player benefits plans committee Woo. Come on, Katie. Katie said, I'm a, I'm not going to be just my uh, father's daughter. I'm going to come in here and shake some stuff up. And she shook some stuff up. <laughs> Jacqueline Davidson. She is an uh, African-American top nego- negotiator for the player contracts for the New York Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets. 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 She's director of football administration. Has been in the NFL since 2004. Wow. Good for you, Jacqueline. That's that's a 2004 to be in the NFL that long. I mean, she's like the Tom Brady of. <laughs> she's like for a bit, okay. Hear me out. For to be 
a, a woman in a position like that. I mean, with different management staff coming in and different coaches and everybody, you think they would probably let her go when they just had they left, let go head coaches and other general management. Sis has stayed there since 2004. Go ahead, Jacqueline. Charlotte. Oh, Lord. Charlotte Jones Anderson. She's the daughter of. No, Charlotte Jones. Why am I messing her up? I'm just going to call her Charlotte Jones. I wrote down her last name wrong. I'm so sorry, Charlotte. Mr. Jones, Jerry Jones, don't come for me. Anyways, <laughs> she's a daughter of Jerry Jones. Like I said, she had, she serves as an executive vice president and chief brand officer. So she's like basically responsible for getting the brand to be the brand that it is. And she's doing a hell of a job being that they've, the Jones family owned the Cowboys since 1989. And guess what? The Dallas Cowboys are the most recognized brand in all of the NFL. They make the most revenue of any, any NFL team. They are called Americans team for a reason. So Charlotte, she also said, I'm not going to be my father's daughter. Just, just my father's daughter. I'm going to actually do something good for this company. And I'm going to be a bad a about it in a good way. Y'all and Tiffany Monson, Manson, Tiffany Manson. I'm sorry, Tiffany. Uh, first female, Athletic trainer in Kansas City Chiefs history. Go ahead. So if if Emily, if Tiffany can do it in Kansas City, you can do it in Denver or somewhere else. Be become the head strength and conditioning uh, and uh, coach. So there you go. I cannot though. I cannot end this episode without mentioning no, a no stranger to out sports and that's Katie Sowers. Katie <laughs> Katie started off in 2016 as an intern for the Atlanta Falcons. Whoop whoop my favorite football team doing big things. She was a part of the 2017 Bill Walsh NFL Coaching Diversity Fellowship and joined the 49ers. There she became the first female full-time coach for the 49ers and the second female in NFL history to become a assistant coach in the NFL. She primarily, now she primarily worked with the wide receivers, but she also had a saying in game planning and prep with specific players in the offensive side of the ball. And for those of you all that don't know, that's a pretty big because the NFL is all about matchups. How can we put this person in space? How we can maximize, how can we maximize their potential? So that's huge. It's huge for her to, to be able to do that. You know, what's also even not even to, diminished all her compliments on the field, but she was also the first out LGBT coach in the NFL. She came out in 2017, Jim Buzinski, uh, the co-founder of OutSports, he interviewed her and she said, it's important to be true to who you are. And as you all know how I end every single episode, be true, be you and be fierce. You got to be true to yourself. You got to be true to yourself, whatever that self is. And for her to be the first openly out LGBT coach in NFL LGBT coach in the NFL. It's amazing. She was quoted saying there are so many people that identify as LGBT in the NFL, but they just do not feel comfortable coming out. And so she said she came out. That was one of the reasons why she came out. And it's like, wow, I wonder how many people she has talked to that have told her about their sexuality and just said, there's no way I can do it. 
I love you, sis. I love you, girl. You know, but that's, that's, I just, I can't even imagine it. I don't know what to do for my career. And sadly, she's not returning with the 49 inch. I hate that. But hopefully she lands on her feet somewhere. Katie, you are so inspiring because there are so many members of the LGBT community in, in the NFL. You cannot tell me right now that uh, there's no players in the NFL. Out of all the 32 teams in the NFL, there's not one member of the LGBTQ community on it. Exactly. You can't you can't convince me. I put my GME stock on it. <laughs> I'll put my GME stock on it. That is not. I mean, come on now. Hello. But for her to be like, you know, I'm going to be a coach and do this. It's okay for other coaches to come out, other people in management. Kudos to you, Katie. I want to see. I want to be able to do this episode next year and be able to say, I'm going to talk about the first female head coach of the NFL. I want to do this episode next year, next March, and I want to say, we are, I'm talking about the first female offensive line coach, the first female office of coordinator, the first female full-time defensive line coach, defensive coordinator. I want to hear that. Yeah, they're making strides. I want to see, can a female break through the stigmatism that females can't play football on the National Football League? We still have to work, have to have some work on college. Uh, there was a, the, I forgot her name, but Fuller was her last name, I believe, kicking for Vanderbilt. She was a kicker. So, hey, it's the year 2020. I, in the next 10 years, is going to happen, y'all. Don't fight the change. Women are changing. The world is changing. We're more open. We're more accepting now. I hope. Knock on wood. <laughs> we were that we make some changes and women deserve the right to play, to deserve the right to be in offices, head head NFL offices in every aspect of it. And you know what? The sad thing about it, y'all, the sad thing about it is that they've always been, but they didn't get the notoriety. They didn't get the, the congratulations. They didn't get the stories written about them. Why not? Why not? Those of you who are listening to this, I want you to Google your favorite sports team. Doesn't have to be NFL. Doesn't have to be soccer. Doesn't have to be MLB. Whatever your favorite sports team is. And I want you to see who's in the management. Who are the coaches? Let me know. Tweet me if there's a female in the establishment. Tweet me. And if there isn't, I want you to tweet email call the head office of your favorite team and ask them why isn't there a female predominantly in the uh role of the team let's do that let's shake some stuff up <laughs> let's shake some stuff up in the nfl and the mlb in soccer and hockey let's shake some stuff up why not are they listed on the website do they have their picture on the website i want to know let me know what can i do let me help y'all out Give me your favorite team. Let me do the investigation. I'm like the first 48 over here. <laughs> I oh sorry, that's not really funny. But anyways, I, I am like detective over here and finding this information out. Let me know. In the meantime, happy Women's History Month to all the females out there. I, D. Gill, really appreciate you all. I have a strong female in my life, my mom, and shout outs to her. Shout outs to all the women at Outsports. You all do amazing work. Carly, Dawn, if I missed you, I'm sorry. 
but those are the two that I, I just really adore at Al Sports. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you all for being the strong and proud women that you are. You all face a lot of criticism every single day. I see y'all going ham on social media. I see you all going ham on Twitter or ham on first. And when I say ham, I mean like hard, like, like you all stand up for what's right. And I appreciate it. And, and women have been fighting for years and they're, you all are continuing to fight. So shout outs to the two women out, out sports that I just really, really adore. I want to end this episode. Like I always end this episode shameless social media plug anyways <laughs> but for real though if, if you like this episode you want to hear more interviews coming up i have next week i have another episode with paul and ray we're going to talk about opening day finally we have baseball back there's so much to talk about are we going to have well it's not i have it coming up it's not next week but i'm, I'm going to have something else special for you all playing next week it's pretty good like i'm not even like sometimes i say yeah i have a great episode for it's pretty good <laughs> anyways but um be on the lookout for that episode and the paul and ray episode we're talking about uh the braze opening day it's gonna be amazing you all follow me on instagram twitter dgil dgiltm that's my handle and and uh, let me know what you think and always be true be you and be fierce happy woman's history month everybody take care